Welcome to Love Uncensored, the modern guide to dating and relationships. I'm your host, Nicole Colantoni, a dating and relationship coach. And each week, along with special guests who aren't afraid to speak their minds, we challenge norms and expectations in love and relationships. From childhood trauma to sex, we explore the uncomfortable and unspoken, providing valuable insight and actionable advice for building healthier relationships. Join us for candid conversations about all things love, whether you're single, in a relationship, or somewhere in between. Hello, everyone, and welcome back to another episode of the Love Uncensored Hotline. This week, I am so excited to report that there is no drilling next door. So fingers and toes crossed that this episode will be smooth sailing. We've actually got three juicy questions, which I am so keen to get stuck into. So here goes. So the first question is, I literally don't know how to date and I get the ick so fast. My initial thoughts are being active in the dating scene doesn't actually always equate to being emotionally available. Just the other day, I was literally chatting with a friend who pointed out how I truly put myself out there when I was single. And I explained that while I did go on over 200 plus first dates, it didn't necessarily mean I was actually ready for a real connection. In fact, it it was actually quite the opposite. And it's entirely possible to meet numerous people while shielding your emotional self from any true sense of vulnerability. When I was single, I literally had the longest laundry list of requirements. And anyone who didn't tick every single box on the list was immediately dismissed. For instance, if they wore Crocs or played golf, I got the immediate ick. So I think it's important to recognize when we are setting the bar impossibly high because this could actually be a defense mechanism. As an avoidant, it's so easy to dismiss potential partners under the pretext that they're not perfect. But let's be real, nobody actually is. So by setting unrealistic standards, we inadvertently set others up for failure and that can keep us safely distance from having to get too involved. So I would recommend asking yourself, are you genuinely ready to date or are you just going through the motions? And once you've identified your readiness, then I think it's equally important to be clear and intentional about what you're actually looking for in a partner. The term ick has become a bit of a buzzword in recent times. In the dating world, it's come to mean that sudden feeling of repulsion or disinterest in someone you were previously attracted to. And while it's natural to experience occasional doubts, it's worth thinking about why this feeling arises so quickly for you. 
I think the ick often ties back to our expectations. So it's important to differentiate between realistic and unrealistic expectations. For instance, expecting open communication is realistic while expecting them to be six foot tall with a full head of hair and be bilingual is less realistic. I also think at any given moment, we are approaching situations either from a place of love or fear, which is another way of saying a place of worth or wounding. So I guess my next question is, are you dating from a place of love or fear? Love motivates us to connect and share while fear can stem from past traumas or insecurities. So if you're consistently fearful in dating, it's worth identifying the root of these fears, whether they be a fear of rejection, abandonment, or feelings of unworthiness, because our deep-seated beliefs influence our thoughts, and these thoughts then stir up emotions which guide our actions and eventually impact the outcome of any given situation. For example, if you hold the belief that there aren't any worthy partners out there, this will then shape your thoughts into doubting anyone you meet. Then you'll feel a sense of hopelessness and mistrust towards potential partners, probably leading you to prematurely end relationships. So if negative beliefs are steering your dating experiences, it's probably time to pause and recalibrate. I also wonder if perhaps your picker is off, meaning you might not be selecting suitable matches for yourself. Whenever you're dating, it's so important to identify whether you're drawing in the right kind of people who align with your goals and values. So I guess that my advice would be to number one, Spend some time understanding what you truly want and why you're even dating. Number two, before diving deep into dating, I think it's important to recognize and address any personal barriers or beliefs that may be hindering your ability to connect with others. These could be past traumas, misconceptions about relationships, or deep rooted fears. Number three, get clear on your expectations. Separate them into realistic and unrealistic columns. Number four, read up on attachment styles to understand your dating patterns better. Number five, reevaluate your pickup by reflecting on past relationships or dates. Were there early warning signs? And ask yourself, how can you better vet potential partners in the future? And lastly, number six, take your time getting to know someone before deciding whether they're right or wrong for you. Slowing down can really help avoid the sudden onset of the ick. The next question is, my boyfriend hates my hair, but I like it. And he just keeps saying, well, at least it grows back, but I don't want it to. I don't want to make a thing out of it, but don't know how to navigate it without it turning into a thing or a fight. Like, mate, you don't get a say, but also I want you to think I'm pretty. First off, your concern really resonates deeply with me. Uh, Throughout my own dating life, I've encountered partners who had a thing or two to say about my appearance from uh, preferring my hair pulled back because apparently I looked like cousin it with it down to suggesting I dye my hair color or even lose weight. So I really get where you're coming from. 
even in my relationship with Nick, there are definitely aspects about my appearance that he really struggles with, like how I wear fake tan. And we've had so many intense discussions on the topic, which revolves around the idea that he started dating me knowing full well who I was. So it's so perplexing to me that he'd then want to change aspects of my identity now. And I think it's great, you know, when our partners motivate us to be the best versions of ourselves. However, there's definitely a fine line between that and then wanting to mold us into their ideal image. While we naturally want our partners to desire and be proud of us, I really think genuine connection is rooted much deeper than things like physical appearance. And you know, I think there's nothing more attractive than a person who feels good in their own skin. So if you love your hair and it makes you feel good, then I think that that's all that really matters. You know, aspects like our hair, our nails and makeup are so much more than just superficial traits. They're actually extensions of our personality and ways that we are able to express ourselves. And your style might evolve over time, but I really believe it should be a journey of self-discovery, not something dictated by someone else's preferences. And while it's important to assert our right to self-expression, I think it's equally beneficial to sort of hit pause and introspect. Ask yourself if in any way you've been restrictive about your partner's choices. You know, it's not uncommon for partners to have preferences or opinions on each other's style. So recognizing if you're perhaps guilty of the same can, you know, help create some empathy and understanding in your own relationship. Because I know that I've definitely commented on Nick's choice in clothes before and he's equally hated it. So off the top of my head... Uh, here are some tips that I think could help navigate this type of situation. Initiate a calm, non-confrontational conversation where you express how you feel about your choices and the reasons behind them and emphasize how these choices make you feel confident and how it's a means of self-expression for you. Make an effort to understand where your partner is coming from. You know, ask open-ended questions to gauge their feelings and concerns. Uh, I think it's important to emphasize the importance of mutual respect. You know, while it's okay to have preferences, it's also important to respect boundaries and not impose those preferences on each other. And it's completely understandable and natural to want to feel desired by your partner. So communicate this need to your partner and, you know, explain why it's important, you know, in feeling close to them. And, you know, while this desire is totally valid, I think it's also important to not let it overshadow or diminish your self-esteem. Your self-worth should be grounded in your own beliefs about yourself and not solely based on things like external validation. So while it's natural to seek validation from your partner, remember that your self-worth isn't contingent on someone else's approval, you know? Um, so celebrate, you know, or look for middle grounds uh, without having to sacrifice your identity in the process. So the last question is, I constantly fall for a love bomber. Why don't I learn? I'm scared if I just switch off my wearing heart on sleeve attitude, I'll become bitter and not trust anyone. 
I actually love this question so much because I have navigated so many similar romantic challenges in the past. Uh, over the course of my romantic life, I have literally been repeatedly drawn towards love bombers. And the allure of their intense affection often blinded me, making it so difficult to see the situation for what it truly was. Uh, One relationship in particular stands as a testament to this phenomenon. Uh, I met this guy who seemed to pull out all the stops from the get-go. He'd arrange for the most luxurious Ubers to pick me up. He would pay for every single dinner and the grand gestures didn't stop there. Uh, Within a mere two weeks of knowing me, uh, he basically told me that he loved me. Uh, He would beg for me to move overseas to be with him and he continuously reinforced how I was the most beautiful girl he'd ever met. However, as with most things that shine too brightly and too quickly, uh, the affection obviously started to fade. Uh, The luxurious Ubers turned ordinary, not that there is anything wrong with that, but the compliments stopped as well. Uh, as did the consistent communication. And the worst part was that I discovered he had been hiding (laughs) the existence of a girlfriend the entire time. And I share this because in simple terms, love bombing is a manipulative tactic where someone showers you with excessive affection, compliments, and gifts early on in the relationship. You know, it's like a whirlwind of love and attention. However, these overwhelming gestures often hide ulterior motives and the intensity can quickly shift from love to control. And for those who are anxiously attached, this can be particularly enticing as the initial overflow of affection temporarily soothes anxieties about being wanted or loved. So your feelings and apprehensions are entirely valid. This pattern of intense affection followed by disillusionment can deeply impact your sense of trust and self-worth. And what makes love bombing so challenging to navigate is its inherent duality. On one hand, the affection feels so real, so intense and so flattering. And then on the other, when the truth unveils itself, the foundation reveals its fragility. You know, love bombing in its essence isn't about genuine love or affection. It's about control and gratification, and it's designed to make the receiver feel so special, often blinding them to potential red flags or inconsistencies in the behavior of the love bomber. But to circle back to your question, wearing your heart on your sleeve means you're open. It means you're genuine and honest about your feelings. It's an amazing trait and not the same as being, you know, susceptible to love bombing. Uh, While the former is about authentic expression, the latter is often about seeking validation. But I think it's important to remember that we don't necessarily attract what we want, but instead who we are. So 
I encourage you to reflect on the aspects of yourself that may be drawing in love bombers. Perhaps it's a, you know, subconscious desire for validation or a need for constant reassurance, uh, you know, or maybe it's sort of something that you can trace back to deeper rooted causes, you know, it, it's because it's important to identify the root cause of why you might find love bombers attractive, right? Uh, this could be linked to things like past traumas or parental relationships or even past experiences that molded your perception of love. You know, think of things like cheating or a previous heartbreak, right? That's left a huge impression on you now. Um, So here are some tips that come to mind when it comes to navigating this situation moving forward. Uh, Firstly, understand your emotional triggers, your core needs, and the patterns you observe in your relationships. You know, journaling can be a super useful tool for this. then establish clear boundaries in your relationships. You know, communicate what is or isn't acceptable uh, because this will really protect you from potential manipulation. And then dive into literature about attachment styles, about love bombing and emotional manipulation because knowledge can really, really empower you to recognize and change these patterns. And remember, a deep, meaningful connection is more valuable than a relationship that burns brightly, but briefly. So, you know, focus your attention on depth and authenticity in your romantic connections. And if a relationship seems to escalate too quickly, pause, assess its pace and your comfort level, you know, ensuring you aren't swept up in a whirlwind, you know, without a strong foundation. And I always say this, but trust gradually. You know, trust is invaluable, but it shouldn't be given away freely. So let your partners earn your trust over time, you know, so that it's built on a solid foundation. And always, always, always listen to your gut. Your intuition is so strong, uh, you know, so if something feels off, pay attention and assess the situation objectively. And lastly, practice self-love because embracing self-love reduces your need for external validation. Okay, that's it for this week's app of the Love Uncensored Hotline. If you've got a question to a dating dilemma or relationship woe that you want answered, slide into our DMs, shoot us an email or send over voice notes with your dating and relationship inquiries for a chance to have it answered in the next episode. I will see you next week.